you know, for an evening where I should be, you know, speaking highly and celebrating uh, the Knicks winning last evening at MSG against the Mavericks with Christoph Porzingis returning back to the place he was drafted into. That's not what the headline is, um, nor was the headline uh, Carmel Anthony being signed by the Portland Trailblazers, which is a great move by the Trailblazers because they've been struggling this year. No, the headline heading into today uh, from last evening was the Thursday night football game between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I can't even call this a fight. I, I don't know what to call this. Um, this is definitely more than a skirmish. But I wouldn't say this is a fight. Um, I mean, I had a chance to watch some highlights from uh, past college basketball games. And some of those were fights where you actually see people, you know, getting swung that. And, you know, one, one unfortunate soul uh, got busted open as well, too. Um, but... That's not what we saw last night. And then I'm going to bring a different perspective to this whole thing because I feel like everyone is only focusing on Helmet Gate, as I guess I'll call it. Um, Miles Garrett and uh, Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph uh, got into it. Um, there was a shovel pass play towards the end of the game. Um, and after Rudolph handed off the ball, uh, Miles Garrett decided to tackle him and tackle him straight to the ground, which that by itself should be a working passer call because that's how they call it now, so understandable. Here's where things snowfalled, snowflaked, however you want to call it. Mason Rudolph, even though their team is losing by a lot, uh, was trying to help. He wasn't really trying to help. I'm being sarcastic, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't take what I'm saying when I say that seriously, of course, uh, decided to help Miles Garrett celebrate his victory by helping him remove his helmet. He wasn't trying to help him celebrate it. He felt a certain type of way for being driven to the ground. Of course, Mason Rudolph did have the scary concussion um, a few weeks ago um, where he got hit by, I believe, Earl Thomas um, in the jaw, and he was promptly you know, knocked out the game, literally. Uh, so... You know, stuff happened, and it got to the point to where Miles um, Garrett took Mason Rudolph's helmet off and proceeded to whack him with the backside of the helmet. This is what the media has been talking about all day, is just that particular spot. Now, of course, there were um, many penalties handed down. Um, both organizations were fined a uh, quarter million dollars uh, for the event. Miles um, Garrett was suspended. Uh, they said indefinitely, so they haven't really decided on a particular length of time. I would be okay with him being suspended the rest of the year. Um, I don't think the Browns are really going to try to make a push for the playoffs anyway, but... Like, I don't understand why people are saying that he should be suspended for the end of, for the rest of this year plus all of next year. Uh, I heard people saying that he should be uh, suspended and kicked out of football, completely banned from football. I, I don't think the the, the charge is as, as egregious to uh, warrant that type of uh, uh, actions to be taking place by the um, National Football League. Um, 
There were other suspensions as well, too. But the one thing that uh, many people on you know our Facebook page, our Twitter account, um, even as we were just reading through it, was where where was the penalty for uh, Mason Rudolph? Because he was definitely the instigator of the whole thing. Now, here's the here are the things that the media didn't want to talk about. This is the things that they chose to hide from us. Uh, Mason Rudolph uh, gave Miles Garrett a little blow. That was something that no one covered. Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, after the helmet was taken off his head, uh, charged Miles Garrett while um, he was being held back by, uh, I believe, two Steelers offensive linemen. That was also not being talked about. So there was an opportunity before the swing heard around the world uh, for the situation to get completely de-escalated. And he chose to escalate it further. I feel like no one's really talking about that. Once again, I'm not trying to show approval towards Miles Garrett actions. Um, it was definitely Bush League. It could definitely went, you know, way left that it could have been. Um, you know, goodness knows we have so many issues with concussions and CTEs these days. Uh, the last thing we need is a complete. Um, assault charge to be warranted upon the National Football League. Now, I understand why the league decided to take the action that they took because this particular event wasn't just going to be covered by ESPN, wasn't going to be covered by you know Fox Sports and Bleacher Report, you know, and and all these other um, mainstream uh, sports media outlets, but it's going to be covered by the non-sports areas. Um, I actually saw a few videos um fox business um i want to say good morning america probably covered it as well too so it's getting national attention instead of just attention within the sports world so under i understand from a business perspective why the league had to go um with such a you know severe action towards the event that took place last evening um the thing that I don't get is the lack of the lack of admittance that uh, they refuse to actually warrant any actions towards Mason Rudolph. And as far as I know right now, um, I haven't seen any penalties or any suspensions for him. I feel like he should probably be suspended for at least a game, possibly two. Um, just because he was the true instigator of the entire event. Uh, once again, that's more of a basketball thing, I guess, um, instead of a football thing. Maybe, you know, they can take some lessons from the NBA for that. But, I mean, I just wanted to, you know, give a quick take about this. And I'm just trying to understand why people are just trying to, you know, hang Miles Garrett out to dry like this. I mean, the memes were pretty funny. But... It could have been worse, I will say that, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it look. Now, I'm not trying to condone anyone else trying to swing, you know, helmets, and I understand the league is doing this so people won't think, you know, throwing or swinging people's helmets at each other is um, is okay and only get like a slap on the wrist, you know, three, four game suspension. I understand that. You're trying to prevent future events from happening in the future. I believe someone mentioned... Um, the uh, Malice in the Palace, um, which was kind of weird, but whatever. 
Um, I'm not going to get into that, but I just wanted to give my quick take about this. Um, while it's still fresh, while everyone's still talking about it, I mean, all I got to do is laugh because the, despite people are, uh, there's a lot of people in social media today who were uh, praising Marquise Pouncey for defending his uh, quarterback. But if you had a chance to watch the slow-mo of him trying to defend his quarterback, he didn't land a single shot. I think he threw at least four to five uh, punches and one kick, and he missed everything. That's actually kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. Um once again, not condoling that type of violence, but I just don't understand why people keep saying, you know, he needs to, uh, football players need to think logically before they start doing things. Like it's an intense sport and it's, you know, highly emotional as well, too. So, I mean, they're expected to, to you know, play their hearts out, but now they're expected to play with their hearts out, but then have a, you know, out out of body experience to try to think before they act, which is kind of weird. And and a lot of and a lot of those type of comments come from people who never played a game of football whatsoever, and is only saying this as an outside source. So I'm gonna challenge them, um, Stephen A. Smith. Um, I'm gonna challenge them to to uh, try to explain why they they would say that, um, and. You know, see if there's a way that they could try to emulate the situation within themselves. Um, you know, go through the scenario within their heads and see if they'll, you know, come up with the same uh, course of action or not action. So I just want to give that challenge out there and see, because I feel like um, if they was in that same situation where it's a fight or flight situation, uh, I'm pretty sure that they'll fight, though. But this is the Professor John Gotti and just wanted to give my take. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Debate Books, friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And like we always say, goodbye, and to all, a good night. L-E-S-G. Peace to the ocean.